0: Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Barbados to become first sovereign nation with an embassy in the metaverse. Gold Sachs intends to credit bid for Lime Tree Bay Thursday. Tobago House of Assembly elections to feature 45 candidates. Antigua looking into stem cell therapy to treat COVID cases. And 40% of total deliveries in Dominican Republic Public hospitals are Haitian. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, November 16th. We start a report today in Barbados. Coindesk reports that in a historic step towards the legitimization and adoption of the metaverse, the island nation of Barbados is preparing to legally declare digital real estate sovereign land with the establishment of a metaverse embassy. The Barbadian Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade signed an agreement on Sunday with Decentraland. Among the largest and most popular crypto-powered digital worlds for the establishment of a digital embassy. In a press release provided to CoinDesk, the government is also finalizing agreements with Somni Space, SuperWorld and other metaverse platforms. The various projects will be assisting with identifying and purchasing land, architecting the virtual embassies and consulates, developing facilities to provide services such as e-visas, and constructing a teleporter that will allow users to transport their avatars between the various worlds. In an interview with Coindesk, Barbados's ambassador to the United Arab Emirates, H.E. Gabriel Abed said that the country intends to expand aggressively beyond this initial effort to build structures and purchase digital land in a variety of virtual worlds. The idea is not to pick a winner. The metaverse is still very young and new, and we want to make sure what we build is transferable across the meta-worlds, he said. In addition to spearheading the country's metaverse Efforts, Abed is also currently to work to establish Barbados's first physical embassy in the Middle East. He said that the Barbadian government, whose cabinet approved the Metaverse Embassy in August, views the move as a unique diplomatic opportunity. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that there's a possibility that Lime Tree Bay Refinery on St. Croix would be dismantled and its useful portion sold to other companies while the remainder could be used for scrap if Gold Sachs, which during a Monday court hearing, stated its intention to credit bid the facility for $50 million during the upcoming auction on Thursday, if they were to win the bid. The surprise move threatens the St. Croix Energy's $20 million stalking horse bid for the facility sitting on St. Croix's South Shore. While it appears Gold Sachs could scrap the facility, the firm could also partner with another company, as has been its practice in commodities industries, to restart refining at Lime Tree Bay. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that 45 candidates from five political parties will contest the December 6 Tobago House of Assembly elections. The candidates were confirmed on Monday after filing their nomination papers at four electoral offices on the island. The elections will be the first in Tobago's history to feature 15 seats. The change from 12 to 15 electoral districts came after the January 25th poll ended in the 6-6 stalemate between the People National Movement and the Progressive Democratic Patriots. The People's National Movement and Progressive Democratic Patriots have fielded candidates in all 15 electoral districts. MyView News reports that the government of Jamaica is undertaking ambitious development of its digital service sector, according to the Minister of Industry, Investment and Commerce, Audley Shaw, with a view to generate some 70,000 digital service jobs within the next five years. Speaking at the recent Caribbean Future Summit 2021, Shaw acknowledged that Jamaica has a vastly successful outsourcing sector but he explained that the nation is seeking to shift some of that success over to its Bergenon digital services sector. The outsourcing sector, that is the business process outsourcing sector, directly employs over 44,000 agents and generates revenues estimated at over 700 million U.S. dollars annually, the minister noted. Jamaica's competitiveness is solidified on the basis that it is the most scalable location in the Caribbean with a relatively large available labor force and established ecosystems supported by the government and private sector groups. We have a multi-sectarial approach to improving our technological infrastructure. In 2021, the Minister of Industry, Investment and Commerce outlined the framework for the national five-year global digital services strategy to expand the industry. The strategy is expected to have a significant impact on employment, providing 70,000 jobs by 2025. Shaw added investment in global digital service sector continues to grow with over 70 operators in the market at this time. Minister Shaw noted that the current ratio between business process outsourcing jobs and knowledge process outsourcing jobs is approximately 80 to 20. However, he said the government wants to improve the ratio to 60 to 40, thereby expanding and making further inroads into higher technology-oriented jobs in the digital service sector. Several training programs are also in the work, Shaw said, with a vision to facilitate promotion of the sector and to enable training of thousands of Jamaicans in new digital skills of a higher-value skill set. Antigua Newsroom reports that the Antigua and Barbuda government is exploring stem cell therapy as a means of treating persons suffering from COVID-19. Prime Minister Gaston Brown said his administration had become aware of a person being treated overseas for the virus that has seen great results and expressed belief that stem cells could be the reason behind it. We are presuming it is the stem cells that would have resulted in that miraculous turnaround. But again, we need more data to come to a final conclusion, he shared. We have asked Dr. Joseph John, who recently launched a multi-million dollar private medical complex in the Caribbean nation, to import some stem cells and have them in stock for us to use stem cells as a possible treatment. We have even asked Dr. John to get on to the technical working committee so that he and others can share the data so that they can continue to review the efficacy of the type of treatment he continued. As you would know, we would have to establish the legal and regulatory framework here in Antigua and Barbuda for the use of stem cells. In fact, we have set a vision of making Antigua and Barbuda the stem cells capital of the world. Brown said it is also the government's intention to make available to the rest of the world data regarding the efficacy and safety of the stem cell. KT Libre reports that a report published by the Dominican Ministry of Public Health on current situations that public hospitals are going through nationwide with illegal Haitian immigrants receiving services and care reveal that in 2018, 102,205 deliveries were carried out nationwide in the Dominican Republic 87 percent to Dominicans and 12.5 percent to Haitians. In 2019, 117,507 deliveries were carried out nationwide, 76 percent to Dominicans and 23 percent to Haitians. In 2020, that number is 111,000 90 deliveries were carried out nationwide, 72.5% Dominican and 27.20% Haitian. In 2021, partial figure as of September 2021, 82,521 births were carried out nationally with 70% Dominican and 30% Haitian. The trend for daily births January to September in public hospitals was 159 deliveries for Dominican women and 88 deliveries for Haitian women. If the trend continues by the end of 2021, the number of births to Haitian women could rise to 36,000 or 40 percent of all deliveries carried out in public hospitals in the Dominican Republic. The provinces most affected by the This phenomenon are the District Nacional, Santo Domingo, Santiago, Altagracia and Valverde. According to the report of the Dominican Ministry of Health, Haitian nationals pay for birth 25 gordas in Haiti or 252 U.S. dollars. In the Dominican Republic, childbirth in public hospitals is fully assumed by the Dominican state. This is why Haitian women choose to turn to the health system in the Dominican Republic in search of safe, quality and more economical care. The St. Lucia Air and Seaport Authority announces the launch of its online barrel trade appointment system. The application will present a hassle-free and convenient space featuring real-time online bookings in addition to automated emails and text reminders. St. Lucia Air and Seaport's authority implemented its first ever appointed system for clearing personal effects in November of last year with the system taking full effect On November 4, 2020. The process served as a part of the national response to contain the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Since the pandemic, the use of the online platform has accelerated. Hence, the move to online booking was strategic in meeting the standards of a digitized era and ensuring customer and employee safety. This new platform will be essential in providing customers with a user-friendly space to transition to the new reality of digitized Processes. Coordinator Compliance and Monitoring at St. Lucia Air and Seaport Authority, Samara Gabriel Howell describes the new application as a move in the right direction for the Authority. Jamaica Information Service Chief Strategist and Advisor in the Ministry of Tourism, Delano Seawright, says Jamaica is benefiting from the October 8 United States release for the latest James Bond movie thriller, No Time to Die. He said Port Antonio, where a large part of the action flick was filmed, has been getting significant publicity that would also be impossible to calculate in monetary terms. Jamaica is the spiritual home of the James Bond franchise. It is the birthplace of 007, the British secret agent moniker. We were very delighted that Port Antonio and by extension Jamaica played such a significant role where today we are reaping the benefits, he told Jamaica Information Service News. Meanwhile, Mr. Servwright said Jamaica remains a preferred global travel destination, despite the effects of the ongoing novel coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic, noting that we had some big-name stars frolicking in both Port Antonio and Hanover. Barbados Today reports that one of Barbados's main airline partners out of the UK has announced it will be suspending its Manchester to Barbados flights for summer 2022, with more than six months to go before the summer period begins. Virgin Atlantic said the summer service from the North English City would be shelved, suggesting that the customer demand for the summer 2022 period was simply not there. This comes months after the airline announced that it had increased the frequency of flights from the Manchester Gateway to Barbados for the winter season due to start officially on December 15. Virgin Atlantic said it apologized for the inconvenience caused to affected customers due to travel next summer, adding that officials would be contacting them in the coming days with their options. Those options will include converting their booking to a voucher, requesting a full refund or rebooking for a new travel date to another destination if they wish, all up the way until April 30th, 2023. The Manchester to Barbados Winter Service is currently operating four times per week and will continue until the end of April 2022. Dominica News Online reports that the government of Dominica has announced a resumption of ferry services to Dominica effective November 15. Dominica has shared a long history of transportation linkages with the French Antilles which facilitated trade, tourism and social connections. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic and closure of the ferry borders, ferry services had been halted since March 2020. Shakira Locker parliamentary secretary in the ministry responsible for international transportation, said in a statement today. Nevertheless, we have been working closely with agents and the Ministry of Health to establish protocols for the restart of the ferry service. According to Lockhart, the tourism industry stands to benefit from this move. As the French West Indies in particular make up a significant percentage of stayover visits. Therefore, we look forward to welcoming many more visitors back to Dominica, she stated. The approved protocols are the same as traveling to Dominica by air. The ferry service will resume on a phased basis. In the first phase, only 50 persons will be allowed to disembark in Dominica per trip. And finally, Antigua Newsroom reports that Prime Minister Gaston Brown says he is hoping to get some money to former Liat workers in time for Christmas. A video on how Prime Minister Brown proposes to get the money can be viewed on Antigua Newsroom website and YouTube channel. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, November 16th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook.